Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Kenny Wallace Show, brought to you by JEGS, the leader in high-performance aftermarket car parts. Remember to go to JEGS.com for everything you need to fix your vehicle up. All right. Uh, the first big show of the year, Aftermath of the Daytona 500. Man, I remember as a kid, they used to say the Daytona 500 by STP. Well, STP doesn't sponsor it anymore, but the Daytona 500, our biggest race, our Super Bowl. Why do they do it at the start of the year? I don't know, but it's tradition. It's the way they've always done it. Maybe it, maybe it was because it was in Florida and the weather was so bad up north and they said, let's have a race in Florida while the weather's bad all over America. Maybe that's why. Respond right here and let us know if you know why our biggest race of the year in NASCAR is the first race of the year. Let us know right here. Okay, everybody. Um, I know a lot of you that are on podcast won't see this, but the Herm Raiders got his notes. Big, black, bold print. Look at that. Big crowd. Everyone came back. After 48 hours of rain delay, man, I know all of you in Florida could not believe this, but it was two straight days or 48 straight hours of rain in Florida. Now, we see this, but uh, I was watching the Weather Channel, and they showed the complete United States, and the United States was completely clear. No bad weather anywhere, except... <laughs> For the state of Florida, uh, everybody in Florida pretty much got a little bit, but specifically right over the Daytona International Motor Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. So NASCAR did a great job. They called an audible. They uh, got all the races in. And I'm going to tell you what, on Monday night, right at midnight, I think it was 11.55, they finished the Xfinity race. Everybody got their races in, the Truck Series, the Arkham Menard, the Daytona 500, and, of course, the Xfinity race. So we are here today to talk about the Daytona 500. Let's get right at it. All right. Big crowd. That was the big story early. Uh, everybody came back. The crowd was so big that they decided to go ahead and pan the crowd with the Fox TV cameras. All the media was so happy. It feels like NASCAR is back. Uh, some are saying it's the Netflix special on Netflix. Uh, you know what it did for our sport? Respond right here. Has the Netflix special showing all these drivers, showing their families, showing their homes, showing you all that they are normal people. Has that made you like some of these drivers a little bit more? Are you more inclined to watch NASCAR races because you realize that these are just good people? They're race car drivers. So a lot of people saying the Netflix effect 
is why people are, are tuning in, why they're going to the races. But the bottom line is this. The Daytona 500 was delayed one full day, and, buddy, they packed them in. Uh, you know, whatever the reason is, they were there, and they packed it. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. The next one, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> Not just was he back at the Daytona 500, but he's back at WWE. Yeah, The Rock, one of the most famous people in the world. Uh, it's kind of like he's going back to his roots. He decided to go back and wrestle. And he's playing the bad guy. And he likes being the bad character. And actually, right here on our Kenny Wallace show, Charlie Marlowe dropped it in where The Rock said, hey, I've been paying attention to NASCAR, and I sure do like what Denny Hamlin is doing. He's playing the villain, and there's a lot of advantages to playing the villain. So tell me about that. Are you a little mad now to know that Denny Hamlin is playing it up? Is Denny Hamlin an actor now? We know that the racing's real on the racetrack, but is he is he getting your goat a little bit on purpose? Is he playing you? Is Denny Hamlin playing you now since The Rock came out in the press conference that you can watch right here? Scroll on our shows. Charlie has it. The Rock says, we love what Denny Hamlin's doing. He's playing the bad guy role. I think some of you fans are upset because you really thought it was real. But after our Kevin Harvick interview, Kevin Harvick said, oh, a lot of what I was doing was an act. Wow. A big pause right there. Are some of these NASCAR drivers playing you now? Are they, are they getting you riled up on purpose and then laughing behind closed doors? Respond right here. Does that upset you that some of these drivers are playing you like they do in WWE? So, once again, The Rock was incredible. And where does he come in? Well, he gave one of the greatest gentlemen or drivers, starcher engines we've seen in ages. Man, he looked good on national TV. He wore a muscle shirt. His pythons were bulging. And boy, he did it. I mean, he, he looked so good. He, he had his microphone up there like Elvis. He staged himself. And The Rock, gentlemen, drivers, start your engines. And it was, it was awesome. So it was really good. All right. So that was pre-race. I brought you all up to speed on the pre-race. Uh, that was everything pre-race. Now, let's get to the winner right away. Then we're going to break down the race a little bit. 26-year-old William Byron wins the Daytona 500 in unbelievable, exciting fashion. Uh, we're going to get to the controversy right now. Charlie, let's drop the picture right now. Okay, Charlie is dropping the picture in right now. This is the controversy at hand. All right, as you're looking at the picture right now, Look to the right-hand side, right where the flagman stand is. You see the yellow light? Okay, there's the yellow light. You see it. It's right there by the flag stand. That means the caution's out. Now, look to the left. You see William Byron? 
and you see Alex Bowman, it's clear as day that William Byron is ahead and he is, in fact, your winner of the Daytona 500. Uh, the only thing I will say was NASCAR was a little slow to get this picture out. They did not get it out in quick enough time for Fox TV national broadcast. However, minutes afterwards, this picture was shown all over the world and everybody was mad that they didn't show it on national TV. Uh, so before we talk about William Byron winning the Daytona 500, let's talk about this rule. Uh, let's talk about the controversy at hand. A lot of people, I'm mad about this rule. I wanted to see them race it out. Well, listen, we've been down this road before. <laughs> Once a show, I say what Uncle Rusty says. It's sad to say, but you got to remind people because they remember what they want to. For 20 years, for 20 years, NASCAR would do their very best to race to the checkered flag at Daytona and Talladega. And it was the biggest you've ever seen in your life. We tried it, you know, green-white checkered, wreck. Oh, well, let's do it again because the fans want it. Green-white checkered, wreck. There are times that we did it four times at Talladega, and everybody was like, all right, throw the checkered flag. So I get it. I'm not going against you all. All of us want to see, as the sun sets in the west, the Daytona 500. They're side by side. Now, listen, this race was great for so many reasons, and I'm going to tell you about in just minutes. But this is the rule. The rule is when you take the white flag, the race is over because of what we went through in the past. Now, we might not like the rule. Now, do you notice Herman's new vocabulary? I'm saying we. I'm not saying to you because, listen, I'll, I'll go with you on this. We all want to see them come around to the checkered flag. But Ross Chastain made a move. He turned left, and he was not clear. Uh, great move, though, by Ross Chastain. Like he said, Ross Chastain said, I can go to sleep tonight knowing that I made a move to try and win the Daytona 500. And how about Ross Chastain? He showed up really well. What was Kevin Harvick thinking in the booth? Oh, my God, I quit in my car. <laughs> my car's going to win the Daytona 500. Don't you know that Kevin Harvick – now, listen, I, I love Harv, but that, that, that Bush Light sponsor, that's on another team now. Okay, that is on the uh, Pitbull team now. So that's – the Bush Light went to a complete different – Team, so that's not like somebody jumped in Harvard's car. That's a different car, different number. But boy, don't you know Harvard was going? Oh my God! I get out of my car, and, and Ross Chastain's going to win right away. So don't you know? Old Harvard was relieved a little bit when he. Now listen, I'm not putting Harvard, I'm not putting words in Harvard's mouth, but don't you know Harvard was a little relieved to see old Roscoe spinning <laughs> through the infield there, and that. With Austin Cindric, it was Ross Chastain, and he took Cindric with him, and they went spinning through the infield. And listen, here's why they had to throw the caution: because if they would have come back around, would those cars have been sitting right there in the start-finish line area? 
Okay, so uh, NASCAR sometimes gets it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. But they went by the rules, and let's just put that to bed. Go ahead and respond right here. Tell me why you hate NASCAR. They should have never thrown that. They should have raced all the way around. But it was a legit caution, and those cars could have been stuck right there in harm's way. I'm going to go with it because they played it out by the rules, and we've showed you the picture. It's straight up right there. All right. I addressed the controversy, and we showed you the picture. This is the best show going right now because we got it all right here. All right. Uh, let's talk about this. William Byron, 26 years old. Listen to these stats. This is unbelievable. 26-year-old William Byron wins with the number 24 car in 2024. Said he raced on computers. William Byron said, I raced on computers and me and my father sat in those grandstands is what he said. And with his finger pointing to the grandstands. So once again, the number 24 wins in 2024. He started out racing on computers and him and his father came to the Daytona 500 and they sat in the grandstands. His favorite driver was Jimmy Johnson. And he wins the Daytona 500 and he said, Dad, this is for you. And here's the other one that's pretty unbelievable. Because of the rainout, okay, you know, the race was supposed to be on Sunday, but it was on Monday. Listen to this one. And exactly 40 years to the day as Hendrick Motorsport celebrates their 40th anniversary, they win the Daytona 500 because of the rainout. So when they moved the race to Monday, that made it exactly 40 years of Hendrick Motorsport existent. So they celebrated 40 years by winning the Daytona 500 on the exact day. All right. That, that, that gives you goosebumps. That, that's what old Bill Elliott said. Herman, that's time and circumstances. And here's the other one. That is the ninth Daytona 500 win for Hendrick Motorsport. And that I think that ties uh, maybe Petty. I'm not sure. Respond right here. Hermanator's not a journalist. Remember, let's get that straight. You all pick on me. Herman, you don't even know the exact name of the team. You're right. That's why you all are here, to help me get it right. Because remember, I'm just a race car driver. Doing a little YouTube show, having fun with all of you. I love you all so much. So help me out. Respond right here. Who was the other team that has nine Daytona 500 wins? All right. Um, I explained it all to you right there. Let's get to the race at hand. This is going to be pretty easy. Because uh, what my notes say is that uh, we, this was the most, this was the least amount of cautions in a long time. I think since 2004, maybe. This was the least amount of cautions since like 2004. Looking for my notes. I saw that. I don't see it on my notes. So, all right. Whether you like the race at all, I don't know, but it had it all. Lap six, they're three wide. And I'm like, what in the hell are y'all doing? It's lap six. We're three wide. Sure enough, they wrecked their butts off. Cars everywhere. Um, 
What happens is Keselowski gets in the back of, I think, Ross Chastain. He bumps into Harrison Burton, and all hell breaks loose. So lap six, we got that caution for you. I don't even know if you had your beer open yet or you were back from the bathroom, but uh, they wrecked big time on lap six. Harrison Burton, that poor kid, cannot get a break. All right, so that was the big one right there uh, on lap six. All right, they came to the edge. Uh, they Herman, get the crap out of your mouth. What are you doing, Herman? Can't you see I'm beating my ass? All right, they came to the end of stage one, and it was an unbelievable finish. Here's why. Because remember now, they're racing for points. If you win stage one, you get 10 bonus points. And if you finish second, you get nine points. If you finish third, you get eight points. Top 10 in each stage get bonus points. 10, 9, 8, 7. That's why somebody could get good stage points and deserve the most points at the end of the race. Actually, we see it all the time where uh, they win more than the guy that wins the race because they, they really showed up. But at the end, something might have happened. If you win stage one and stage two, you automatically get 20 bonus points. So, uh, all right. So they were side by side. Your man, Chase Elliott, won stage one. Ross Chastain was second. Kyle Larson side by side, two rows deep. What a stage win by Ross Chastain. That was stage one. All right. Uh, stage, the, the second stage, that was a great one. That was also another one. Uh, Ryan Blaney wins it. That was big. That was a dramatic. He he hung his own teammate out. Ryan Blaney's drafting Austin Cindric, and as they come off the board, he goes, "Sorry, buddy." Dumps his old his own teammate, and of course, TV reported that he said he was going to fend for himself, and he did. And uh, Ryan Blaney wins stage two. So both of these were exciting finishes, side by side. Last last corner passes. All right. So um, let's go with 10 to go. We're coming to the end here. The Herminator's right here on his notes. Just only got about an inch left. So uh, the big wreck, um, Alex Bowman, he goes to push William Byron. And what does he do when Alex Bowman pushes William Byron? He pushes William Byron into Brad Kozlowski's right rear quarter panel. And buddy, they all wrecked. It was the highlight reel. Sparks and they was going nuts wrecking everywhere. And uh, Byron came out smelling like a rose. But once again, Keselowski says, I'll try again. He was right there for the win. Keselowski, if you look at it, always like second or third. And uh, But, you know, listen, when it's 10 to go, that's when you wreck. My wife was like, oh, my God. I said, honey, 10 to go, you got to go. Still a lot of laps, but... You got to get yourself in position. So I just told you what happened. I told you how it happened. It was nobody's fault. It's the bumping and the pushing. Once again, we talked about that early. These drivers are in charge of it. It's not NASCAR's fault. These drivers have control of their gas pedal, their brake. And Alex Bowman pushes William Byron, pushes him wrong. Once again, he ends up taking the left front of William Byron's car, hits the right rear of uh, Brad Keselowski, and turns him dramatically in the wall. It was a vicious wreck. All right. And now remember, 
Uh, the two that came out smelling like a rose were the two that finished 1-2 in the Daytona 500. That's set up for the end here. And once again, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to finish this race in incredible fashion. But, of course, Ross Chastain turns left, as I told you early. They wreck again, and your winner is William Byron. And then, of course, Alex Bowman is second. So, man, Mr. H, Rick Hendrick, he's spoiled. They finished one, two. All right, let's look at the rundown. All right, here it is. I'm going to just repeat it for you, okay? There it is, right? All right. That's going to be hard on your eyes, so let's do, let's do it real quick. The winner, William Byron. Second, Alex Bowman. Third, Christopher Bell. How about a shout-out for Corey LaJoy finishing fourth? Uh, Bubba Wallace finished fifth. Bubba Wallace has finished second back-to-back or two times, not back-to-back. Bubba Wallace has finished uh, second back-to-back in the state tournament 500. He keeps impressing. That's another top five for Bubba Wallace in the Daytona 500. A.J. Allmendinger, not full-time in cup, gets a sixth-place finish. John Hunter Nemechek, back to the Cup Series, gets a great start, finishes seventh. And how about finishing eighth? Eric Jones. So uh, that new legacy team comes out of the gates really good. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, seventh. Eric Jones, eighth. And then, of course, their teammate, Jimmy Johnson, he wrecked out early, multiple laps down. He finishes 28th. Jimmy Johnson finished 28th. He was involved in some early wrecks. And then rounding out your top 10 was Chase Briscoe. We'll go ahead. There were 20 cars on the lead lap, 20 cars on the lead lap. Uh, Kyle Larson was 11th. Kyle Busch was 12th. Uh, Zane Smith, 13th. Chase Elliott, 14th. Martin Truex, 15th. Uh, who we get here? My eyes are going bad. Daniel Hemrick was uh, 16th. Ty Gibbs, 17th. Chris Busher, 18th. Denny Hamlin, 19th. And how about an attaboy on the lead lap? Led laps in the Daytona 500. David Reagan finishes 20th. All right. Well, I think that's it, everybody. Uh, Remember, we are in podcast form. We are on iTunes and Spotify. This was about 25 minutes long. You can listen to us on your way to work and then, of course, on your way home. So uh, that's it. We debriefed. We covered it all. We covered every bitty thing. We showed you the picture of the controversial finish, and I think that's it. All right, so we got Jamie Little coming up on Kenny Conversation. Man, she really showed up on the live broadcast. She interviewed The Rock. Her story's unbelievable. One for the ladies. As you know, I've created a lot of controversy lately, putting up for the ladies. Of course, I wouldn't call it controversy. Kenny Wallace bragging on the ladies. That's right. And uh, so Jamie Little, we recorded this way before I bragged on the ladies and put up for them. So she left home at 13 years old. Yes, Jamie Little left home at 13 years old, went to Vegas. She had she she had a single parent, mama, no dad. And uh, I don't know what happened to the dad, but listen to it. It's incredible. Kenny Conversation with Jamie Little is up next on the Kenny Wallace Show. All right, remember to tune in on podcasts. We are in iTunes or Spotify. Please like and subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you on the Kenny Wallace Show.